the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. That's what that music means. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris, sitting in the chair for Tom. I'd love to talk food with you, as Tom has been doing for coming up on 33 years. That's a long, long time. But we still continue. We are coming up on the first anniversary of this show, which blows my mind. Time is definitely flying. Love to talk food with you. 5569696 is the number. It's turned out to be a pretty decent day, I guess. I don't know. TGIF is all I can say. And uh, those Fridays keep coming quickly. It's uh, just about, well, it's the middle of April. I won't make it any later than it is, but it's just never, never ceases to amaze me how quickly uh, the months go by and years, etc., etc. But let's not get depressing. This show is all about escape. It's about, you know, talking about everything other than what's out there in front of you. And I think that's a great idea. Today, in 2007, Mr. B's Bistro opened for the first time since Hurricane Katrina. It was the last major restaurant to reopen among the ones that we knew anyway that, the, that they were coming back. The damage was freakishly severe, the result of waterfalls cascading from the parking garage above. Managing partner Cindy Brennan kept most of her staff together through the 20-month closing, and Michelle McRaney, the chef, and many of the old waiters were there to pick up where they left off. By a wonderful coincidence, Mr. B's brought the number of open restaurants in New Orleans to 809, exactly the number that were open the day before Katrina. You know, Tom was really, really into counting restaurants back then. And there were people who quibbled with his count, as you would expect, and were questioning the rating system by which a person or a restaurant could be considered a, quote, real restaurant in that number. I was not involved in the show back there. I just remember <clears throat> that there was a lot of, uh, not a lot of controversy, but a little controversy as to whether or not, you know, gas station restaurants or fast food joints or whatever was uh, counted in that number or were counted in that number. And then when Katrina came and went, somehow or another, the number of restaurants magically sort of doubled. And now I think we settle in it somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,400 restaurants, which uh, would be on Tom's list. It is on Tom's list. And, uh, and then we had the same sort of thing that happened last year with COVID. The list was back. We started checking on restaurants that were open and closing and all that. And I was really kind of surprised at the number of restaurants that closed last year. It was infinitesimal. Now, I don't know how long this, you know, situation is going to continue with the, <coughs> excuse me, very stringent guidelines that have been imposed on restaurants in Orleans Parish, but, um, it will be interesting to see how long that number, how long some people hold on. Although I must say that there are a lot of people that are doing quite well. So good for them. 
556-9696 is the number if you want to talk to me. I'd love to talk to you. We had a great show yesterday. A lot of people called. And I love when a lot of people call because it is um, it is going to it's going to be great um, when people call. And I, I keep getting texts from people who say, um, Sean, that they can't hear the show. What's that about? Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Ruth Fertel passed away today in 2002. Gosh, that's a long time ago. I didn't realize that was a long time ago. The world's most successful female restaurateur. Uh, but what they're complaining about is that they can't be heard online, even on the WGSO website. Is that a fact or not? That apparently the only way to listen to the show right now is if you have a, uh, a, a an AM radio, which is fine, but you know most people, or not most people, but a lot of people listen online. So if you could look into that, that would be great. Okay, online as well. Okay, the world's most successful female restaurateur, Ruth Fertel, bought the old Ruth's Chris or bought the old Chris's Steakhouse on Broad Street in New Orleans with almost all the mo moxie she had in 1965. Also, the the money she turned it into a leading chain of premium steakhouses, over a hundred locations around the globe. Ruth's Chris, as she renamed it, is among the, the top steakhouses in all of its cities. Although the quality of beef and the sizzling butter are hallmarks, those were already in place when Ruth came in. She brought to the steakhouse a customer is right attitude among all the staff. If you're willing to pay Ruth's top dollar prices, you could have anything you wanted within reason, without question. Tom has often cited a conversation he had with Ruth uh, at lunch one day. He and Ruth were sitting down at the restaurant having lunch and she was talking about how she does business and that she will give a customer absolutely anything they want, even if they want cheese on a steak. And, and I think he quoted her as saying, now you know that's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen that. But I, it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, if you eat cheese on a hamburger, why not cheese on a steak? But I've never seen it, and I'm glad I haven't, and I don't ask for it either. So um, I don't know who would be eating that, but she would have given it to you if you had requested that. Because, and this is Ruth's Law, it is also Deaf Dining Rule number 378 today. If you're spending more than $50 in a restaurant... You have the right to remain at the table as long as you please. I think he means $50 for an entree because those things add up. We went to rest a while last night, speaking of expensive restaurants. And I I, I want to ask the question, and I've asked it before and didn't get a lot of traction on it. I hope that's not the case today because I'm really kind of curious about this. There are restaurants that I go to. And um, those restaurants I like in a lot of cases. And I keep going to them, even though I leave the restaurant with the same thought every time. And that is, I liked that. It was a good meal, but I find it expensive. And I have, a, I have a goal at Rest A While now, which is to get out of there for under $80 for the two of us. 
Because for a casual seafood joint, and it's not a joint at all because they have really glamorous things on the menu like, you know, grilled fish with crab meat or pompano, amandine, and, you know, there's a lot of a, a double-cut pork chop. You know, there's a lot of big stuff. It's a lot of steakhouse stuff on the menu. But when you go to a place where you're sitting outside and it's very casual and, I might add, you have glasses that are the red uh, plastic Coke glasses to drink out of, you just don't expect to have a bill that when you leave with tip and tax, okay, so finished bill to be like $80. I'm always surprised by that. Even though I love the restaurant. We're there every week. I love the restaurant. But I, I just leave and I'm a little annoyed that I spent that much. So last night, <clears throat> we managed to get it down to $50. 60 with the tip. And what we had was char-grilled oysters, I had a crab cake, an appetizer crab cake, and Tom got a beet salad and an iced tea. And that bill was $50. That seems high to me, it does. And if we had, if we had, had you know, more, it would have been the usual $80. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm wondering, do you go to restaurants over and over again because you love them and every time you leave you go god that was kind of expensive or am i wrong was that does that seem high to you i find that there are places like that and i keep going to them because we like them but it just seems high we used to feel that way about Maribo, and now that's flipped and i find that that's a great value five five six nine six nine six is the number we'll be back after these messages Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Annadelle's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Oh. All right, 556-9696. I can't have a conversation off the air and on the air at the same time. So, um, Sean, you are absolutely certain that when a person listens to 990, they are hearing the station. You are absolutely certain. Okay. Would would someone call me and and Okay. I I well I know, except that I keep getting texts from people that say we're not on the air. So I'm I'm trying to fix that. Okay. 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 All right. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you would like to talk about food and not the station, do it. Please give me a call. Five five six nine six nine six. The edible dictionary word today is brought to you by Dorignax. 
And that is the top, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. Today's edible dictionary word is beluga caviar. The most prized and expensive of all caviars is no longer legally available in the United States. I am still, I'm sorry, I've been dealing with stuff off the air too. It's the roe of the beluga sturgeon, which lives in the Caspian Sea and in much smaller numbers in the Black Sea and the Adriatic Sea. It is considered an endangered species, hence the American. Hello, Don. Yes, hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm puzzled, okay. how are you? <laughs> I'm okay, well, it, it's, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly technically inept, I'm pretty mm -hmm. slick, actually, yeah. you know, uh -huh. and, um, it, it's been on and off. It, it does. It's so I can I can finally hear you now. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. So I can hear you now, but good. I couldn't for a while, and it happened earlier in the week too. So okay. I don't know, okay. but I can hear you now. Well, so good. That's, good that's important because then I, I can stop worrying about it. Go ahead. What? The wrong person to be calling about prices in restaurants. I'm probably the wrong person because you are the wrong person. But I'm interested in hearing if you ever have yeah. that thought anyway. You know, I actually had the thought a couple of weeks ago at that new restaurant, Plucked. Mm -hmm. It was very good. I thought, you know, everything was, it was good. But I guess because we didn't have cocktails, because all they served was wine, mm -hmm. you know, it was like a couple of apps, some wine, and it came with tips to like $138. And I'm looking like, oh, yeah, it was, that's the problem. There were two of you or four of you? Just two of us, Shannon. Yeah, that's a lot. I, I thought so, too, for what it was, because we really never had an entree. Yeah, and right. So if like, you're just eating appetizers and, and a couple of glasses of wine, that seems like a lot. It does. It, it was a lot. And, I mean, it wasn't like we, we, didn't, we didn't order six appetizers, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we maybe had three small plates. And it, it's just – and I thought the place was nice. I thought it looked great. I, you know, just because they can't tell me what the name means, that's not on me. That's on them. <laughs> But um, it I adds just, up, yeah. though. You know, then you look at the check and you go, well, you know, yeah. that's right. It, I guess it adds up. That's right. I don't know. That's right. But I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. Am I am I incorrect about what I had what we had yesterday seeming yeah. like a lot? I think it does. I mean, it doesn't sound like you ate. I mean, you had an appetizer that was a crab cake. I mean, a beet salad. What could that possibly yeah. cost to put together? Yeah. And yeah. I missed the other thing you had. What was the other uh, thing? An iced tea and half a dozen char-grilled oysters. Yeah, that, that was, uh, yeah, that can be a little pricey. Now, look, when I go somewhere and it is fantabulous, I, I, don't, I don't care. You know what I mean? When it's a group of people and we're having cocktails, that adds up quickly. You yes, know? right. But, but we don't do that. You know, we're just the food people. So that's why right. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out, you know? I mean, when you see just the iced tea, I mean, you had an iced tea, yeah. a crab cake, six oysters, yeah. and a beet salad, and it was yeah. Yeah, kind of pricey. I, I think so. I mean, we left having spent $60. That's $30 a person for those three items. That seems oh, it was like 60. a lot. I thought you said 50 It's 60 Well, 60 with tax and tip. The, the final, uh -huh. yeah. you know, what went on my credit card was $60. Was $60. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a lot for what you had, you know? I think but, so, too. But I mean, when I look at my credit card bill and I see what I spend on food, I mean, it's like oh yeah, you're it's, you're, like, it's like that everywhere yeah. though. Yeah, I mean, it's expensive everywhere you go. 
Well, it, it is, but it, I, I wonder how much it really has to be. Like, I feel like that was kind of pricey, yeah. you know? And I wonder why that needs to be like that, you know? And well, we, I, have, we, have, we have to pay for the place. Didn't you say it's a beautiful place? I mean, I guess. I guess you do. But I would think there's a lot of people drinking a lot, too. I just, yeah. it, just seems, it just seems high to me. And then I, I find mm -hmm. myself saying, well, you know, you're paying for the experience, so I guess that's it. You know, yeah. it's like I, we were talking about that once before. You know, you you go someplace like in Europe, you know, you go and you want to listen to music and you sit mm -hmm. down and have, you know, right. a cup of coffee. It's going to be, you're literally paying right. for the music. But there wasn't music here. This was, I guess, you're mm -hmm. just paying for the place, which is fantastic. But I always find myself going, man, you know what? It's like it's become a game now. It's like I go there and I think, okay, can I possibly get out of here for less than $80? And yeah. the answer is usually no. I agree. Look, I have a, the person who grooms my dog occasionally mm -hmm. gets stuck at the grooming shop and she can't leave. And the last time I was there, she sent me a text and said, hey, Don, would you drive through the McDonald's and pick up whatever? She gave me the number of the meal. I said, sure, mm -hmm. I'll do that for you. I don't go to McDonald's. I don't go, right. you know, we, we, we never do that. Right. And I, it was like, I don't know what it was, a number two. I, it, was, it was a hamburger, fries, and a drink. <laughs> and it was almost $9. I know, I know. And I'm like, what the hell, $9? I know. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking, you, you could have eaten a real meal somewhere. Well, not you know, really. A, but, well, a salad or but, something. I'm not sure. I don't know if that's true, but that I had that same experience when we went to um, when we were doing the the Kentucky Fried Chicken little experiment back mm -hmm. in the fall, and I picked mm -hmm. up Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I got one. I think I got one two piece dinner of <clears throat> uh, white meat in the original recipe, and the same thing in the extra crispy recipe. And that was like 14 bucks. And I thought, oh, man, no. fast food's not so cheap anymore. No. it's not. <laughs> These were 7 crazy. or $8 a piece. Hmm? I couldn't even tell you the last time I ate Kentucky Fried Chicken. Ugh. Well, I do How actually love Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's so greasy. Well, I like grease. As a matter of it's fact, I just cooked. made... <laughs> I, I... Yes. But I, mm -hmm. I like the soft crust. That's why I got both different kinds. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see right, right. if my memory was accurate because I never, ever get that stuff anywhere anymore. Mm -hmm. And I never was really big on it to begin with, but, um, but absolutely not anymore. And I just wanted to see if my memory was serving me it right. Yeah. It One did. other thing before I let you go, because I do have to, um, I have to disagree with the late Miss Fertel. Uh, I can't stand it when a diner comes in and thinks that they've got a table for for the night. I think that's just rude. And I mean, I sat there at Dickie at the Desi Vega the other night, and I felt for them because I, they were trying to turn this table. Uh -huh. They had they had nothing left in front of them. They uh -huh. had eaten their dessert. They had had their coffee. My waiter said they were there for three hours and fifteen minutes, mm -hmm. and they all just sat and mm -hmm. sat, and they can see people standing at the door waiting. Yeah, I think right. it, I think it's rude. I just, it is look, rude. I always, I always look around me, and I mean, I'll even ask, look, is this table clear? For the, oh, yeah, you're the last table tonight. I'll ask yeah. that. That's why we don't got yeah. to eat until 8.30. Yeah. I, I just can't do that to people. I think it's rude. 
Yeah, but you know what? There's a lot of that out there. So you know, but and so yeah. I think that that a a restaurant um, just has to put up with that because that's just you can't really say, "Look, get out of here." You mean it's just you well, just you, can't say you know it, even what? though. I, hmm? I have friends that run restaurants who would say, "You know, we offer to buy them an after dinner drink." Hey, can I buy you a you know an after dinner drink if you just help put you by the bar? Little uh -huh. subtle things like that to try. That's to good. Do, do do they usually take them up on that or do they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He said they do. He said every night. He said if it's a big table, no. But if it's a two top or a four top, he says, "Look, I hate to bother you. You know, we really need to turn this table. Let me buy you guys a drink." And they'll mm -hmm. go for that. And I think that's probably a nice subtle way. That is a lovely to way to do it. Yeah. Because yeah. you know I wouldn't do it like that. I think win win as they say win win. Yeah. Yeah. It cost them a drink, which is basically nothing to him. Yeah. To them. Yeah. yeah. So. And they get to they get another three hundred dollar check at the next table. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I am always amazed when I see people, you know, doing that. But you know, it's it's kind of the same principle as when you're mm -hmm. waiting for a parking place, and the person yeah. gets in the car. They mm -hmm. know very well you're waiting for the parking place, and That's they start right. doing makeup or they make a phone call or uh -huh. something. It's the same same people, same doing doing the same thing. Yeah. You know. And, the, and then the minute you drive past, because you say forget yes. this, they pull out of the parking space. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I know those people. I've seen those people. So <laughs> we all um, have. All right. Have a great Take weekend. You Bye. Too. Bye. All right. Back to beluga caviar. It is considered an endangered species, hence the American import ban. The Caspian Sea is the world's biggest lake and straddles the border between Russia and Iran, both of which continue to harvest the 2,000 pound fish. For caviar, the eggs are the largest of all the sturgeon rows with a metallic gray color and a magnificent flavor that is best appreciated with no garnishes of any kind. Maybe conservation efforts will make it possible again. So in this state, I'm not a big caviar eater, but in this state, we have um, Louisiana caviar and um, it's supposed to be a dead ringer for beluga. At least that's what we were told and what proved to be the case at our wedding where we had pounds and pounds of it out there and everyone was powerfully impressed. But the truth was it was only $25 a pound then because it was just out, the product was just out. So uh, I am not a caviar eater. If you eat Louisiana caviar, does it taste like beluga? Maybe you've not had beluga either. Uh, and also more important question for you is, uh, do you eat caviar? And if you eat caviar, do you eat caviar because you really love the taste of fish eggs or do you eat caviar because it's one of those things where you prove your sophistication if you like caviar? And you don't have to admit that. If you want to, you can. I would really like to know, though, if you genuinely really do love the taste of caviar. Because I think there are some people who do. And, I mean, I've, I've had it. It's not like I'm making a judgment on something I haven't had. I, I've had it. And, you know, it's fine. But it, it's not something that, I mean, I just, the idea of eating fish eggs for whatever reason doesn't really, you know, move me. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to me. I'm here. Ready to talk to you, TGIF. We're talking about food, as we always do, and we'd love to talk to you if you would like to talk to us. 
I don't know if we have Nicole Doignac coming on an unusual day. I believe she might be. I will check in with her and see if she will be with us at three o'clock. We sort of left that question kind of probably, but sort of open as well. So I will check and be able to let you know uh, after the bottom of the hour news time news, which is coming up right now. It is 2.30. WGSO New Orleans will be back. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Coast Guard officials report a second body from the capsized Seacor powerlift boat has been recovered. The second body was located approximately 33 miles from where the boat capsized Tuesday in the Gulf of Mexico. The identity has not been released and the search continues for 11 others missing. The Lafouche Parish Coroner's Office has identified the first body recovered as 63-year-old David Ledette of Thibodeau. Legislation setting up a tax structure for raw all smokable medical marijuana gets unanimous approval from House Ways and Means. The bill by HOMA Representative Tanner McGee would tax raw medical marijuana at the state sales tax level of 4.45%. McGee says other forms of miracle marijuana aren't subject to the tax, but they're also much more expensive. By getting the plant out to people, it's a cheaper form of it. And so it's going to bring down the overall cost to the consumer, even though they're going to pay a sales tax on it. The tax would be dedicated to a road and bridge construction subfund, LRN. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. I dig all around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and get a headache. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. So call 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility lines marked. It's free and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. How do you protect yourself from the new forms of the coronavirus? Here you go. Got a mask that fits good and snug? Perfect. Now, give your neighbors at least six feet of space and avoid crowds because all that stuff still works too. Look, I'll definitely get my vaccine when it's my turn, but now isn't the time to let your guard or your mask down. We can do this. Learn more at cdc.gov coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they've come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.funkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge April 16th, it's E.T. and the Jackson Square All-Stars. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live. Night and day, you are the one. Yes, indeed. Five five six nine six nine six TGIF. On a turns out to be a very nice day outside. It is uh, sunny after all, and thank heaven for that. I don't know about you, but I'm really tired of the the thunderstorms and the rain. All right, so we were talking about whether or not a restaurant annoys you because that it does annoy me when I leave a restaurant no matter how good the meal was 
The worst thing is when I've spent a lot of money and really didn't like it, then I'm really annoyed. But I can spend a lot of money and really like a restaurant and still feel like it wasn't a great value. And, and I don't register that a lot, but sometimes I do. And there are places that I really love and I never ever have that thought and places that I really love and I always have that thought. So right now I'm picking on my new favorite place, Rest a While down in Mandeville because I do love it. We do go there every week. And now it's become a game where I say, I wonder if I can get out of here without spending $80 for the two of us. And yes, but you wind up not really eating very much, which we did last night and we still were, it was still $60. So I was kind of amazed by that. Uh, otherwise, uh, the, the, the converse of that is Chifunctas, who, yes, is a client, but it's because they're really great. Um, I feel like they are the same price as a, any other five-star restaurant, and it's much better. So, I don't know. Hi, Greg. Marianne, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Hey, so I called yesterday and today, so I'm not Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. But it's not just, I'm with you 100%, and it's not just restaurants. I like, I know we've talked about Five Guys before, but if you think about it, cheeseburger, small fry, and a drink, you're paying 16 to $17. Wait, are you? I haven't been in a long time. Are you? Yeah, next time you go or just look at their menu online, yeah, and if you add the tax wow. at places like that, you're, you're, you're going to save on not tipping, right? But... So then wow. what happens if you're with somebody else? 17 plus 17 is what? You're going to spend $35 for two people. Yes, I always times. find that. I do find that now when I go to a, a place like that. I do yeah. find that you're surprised at how much you spend. Yes. But and when I you go to like, a place where – go ahead, what? No, I was going to say, like, I feel like it wasn't even that – it's not like we're talking about the 80s or the 90s. It wasn't that long ago where I know. there was I know. a fine distinction between – fast food and like a gourmet restaurant yeah yeah well you know i would hardly call a five guys small fry small i mean a small fry at five guys feeds four people oh yeah that's that's true yeah (laughs) so i think and and then you have to factor in all the peanuts that you eat ahead of time so you know right yeah but i I think unfortunately if you're a, a, a bargain savvy mindset uh-huh. Your days are just, I hate to say it, it's like a dinosaur. Those days were gone. I mean, actually, that is that- not, that is not true. There are places that, um, that I am really shocked by where you can really get a value. Like this, this, you know, $7 pizza thing at Domenica yeah. on the South Shore and at Maribo on the North Shore. That's a crazy value. That's crazy. You know, we're talking right. a we're talking a fine gourmet pizza, and right. yeah. and and that that's unbelievable. You know, so there that's are true. places that are that are that I register. Wow, that was just like a really great value. You know, right. um, and and what's funny is I used to think that place was expensive. And then people started talking about their happy hour. And I was thinking, what's the big deal? Well, that's the big deal. It's a heck of a deal, you know? Right. And some of the tech, 
Tex-Mex places across the city, you still can find lunches for $70. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So that's true. If you Absolutely. really think about it, you you can find some nuggets out there for sure. But yes. I, I agree with what you said, though, with restaurant uh, – the name – I forget the name you just said yeah. last night where you guys – but, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you – Have you been you're there? Not drinking, no, I, I, it's on my list, though. I definitely want yeah. to check it out. Yeah, definitely do the next time you come. It's it's really, I mean, like I said, it's a favorite, and I'm not obviously not so annoyed that I'm not going back. There, I mean, it's it's a favorite place, but but I just kind of go, I don't know, you know, that's a you lot. You know, it's gotten ex- awesome. expensive too, and I, I don't mind. I, I think the ambiance is wonderful. Is the chimes in Covington? I think their prices have gotten uh, steadily up over the last few years. Well, I don't know what their prices are like because I almost never go there now. I was really high on it for a while, and then I just kind of went, you know, I'm okay. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I love I love hanging out on that back deck, but um, I don't know. I just I feel like they could use a giant pressure wash, you know. It's, it's <laughs> kind of yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> well let let's close down for a day. And and really give the place a, a going over. And I don't know. And I, I'm just kind of tired of the, the whole food. Mainly, I'll tell you why. Because I'd rather go to a place like Rest a While, where the food is actually great. Exactly. And yep. they have a patio, too. And you have a view just like the other place. So, you know, you start picking the best one of the group, you know. So right. we love to go to Oxlot. It's, you know, we can yep. sit outside. The food is great. I mean, these are really good restaurants and honestly you spent you spend about the same amount so right speaking you know. of a view i know it's on the south shore have you been to blue crab i know you've gone recently. i love blue crab i do I yeah love blue crab, what are, blue crab was my go-to until rest a while and now i don't have to go across the lake to blue crab anymore hey there you go <laughs> yeah so that worked out well yeah 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 but and the food, no. I mean, like, like Blue Crab has a few things on Rest a While. Like they do a, a soft shell crab, not a soft shell crab, but a stuffed crab, which is like my, you know, that's the pinnacle. Um, and they do fresh cut fries with everything, which I think shows that you're going the extra step. And I, I really like that. So um, I just, yeah, you know, when it comes to the like the like the the faster food places, if you will, the Five Guys, the the In and Out. I think that back in the day, we were so used to just saying for ten dollars, I could present a ten dollar bill yeah. and get my meal with my drink. Now I think you have to start thinking of more like twelve to fifteen dollar range, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that people, it's a mindset because now that's if you're using cash, right? I mean, if you're using a debit card, no big whatever. But I think that you know, twenty twenty five years ago. You could say I would just put down a five dollar bill and I would get my, you know, I, I just think that those days, you just have to up it now to like yeah. more like fifteen dollar, you know, the fifteen to twenty dollars. Well, everything's a lot. It, everything's a yeah. lot more. That's for sure. You know, um, I'm gonna have to go to Five Guys. I haven't been in years, and and yeah. now you're making me want to go. I think I can tell you the last time I was at Five Guys. I know exactly when it was. It was in 2015. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, so I need to go back to Five Guys. So that that explains why I'm about to fall off the sofa at at you telling me how much yeah. a meal is there because it's, well, it's I still wow. great. I love. I still go. Don't, it's not a knock on the quality. Uh-huh. Quality still. It's still a wonderful burger. I'm just saying that I've uh-huh. noticed that the the prices and some of these places. If you think about, I, I, I sort of boycott getting soft drinks. I'd rather bring my own bottle of water whenever I'm on the road because mm-hmm. they're two fifty three dollars for just a Coke or, I, yeah. or an iced tea. 
Yeah. You know, I used to not think that way when I was younger. I would think, oh, no big deal. But now I'm like three dollars for a Coke. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know well, it's just I don't know. We were in New York City. We were iced tea drinkers. I, I wish right. I could be a Coke drinker, but back when they changed to new Coke, I couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't stand it, and so we switched to iced tea, and I just never went back. So, um, but but they're about the same price on a menu. So, right. in New York City, though, and, and then of course you get free refills with tea, and I'm sure you know they curse me all the time about how much tea I oh, drink yeah. when I sit at a restaurant. So, <laughs> um, so we were. Um, in New York City where it's not free refills and I didn't know that and we were drinking iced tea like we do down here and right. I feel like maybe the waiter should have informed us but why do that when you can present someone a $25 bill for iced tea you know right well look and they're in town that's how I, I learned won't it. say the I won't say the name of the restaurant, but they're not in Louisiana. They're in Texas. We went to a place where, and we can eat chips and salsa like crazy, like most people uh -huh, can at a table. Yeah. Uh -huh. The first, we noticed it was only 50 cents, but they still added up to $2 because they uh -huh, charged yeah. you every time they came back with more salsa. It was 50 cents. <laughs> you know what? I don't really, I don't know if I object to that as much as I do, like the iced tea thing, because I mean, that's basically free. But, um, but you know, you, you those are real ingredients in the salsa. And that's the, the way I feel about it is if you want to charge me the chips and salsa, go ahead and do it. Because if it's good, it's like, it's right. not, it's not the price. You know, I, I want to do what I want to do when I go to a restaurant and you, you know, like charge me, I don't care. Um, exactly. So, but I don't know the chips and salt. I think that's, I think that's a really interesting question when you talk about a Tex-Mex restaurant or a quote Mexican, which is really American Mexican. Um, there are places who do charge for chips and salsa, and I feel like they're making a statement by doing that. And the statement right. is, we're not like the other guys. Right. We're better than that. That's what I feel yeah. like they're doing with a statement like that. I'm with you though. If you had put it on the menu, if it's three ninety five or something like that, but if you don't show the chips and salsa at all on the menu, and then you're uh -huh. going to charge, I think that it. They should the tell you. They, they should, should tell you out. because you're they used to, you. you're used to one thing, and and if right. they're doing something other than the usual, then they should tell you. Yes, I agree. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. Anyway. Clint. All right. Let me know about your five. If you do go to Five Guys, let me know. Yeah. Uh, you know I'll be, now I'll be I've got another job. I've got another project. Okay. <laughs> I've got another investigation to do. Thank you. Yep. All right. Have a great Take weekend, care. Marianne. Thank you. Bye. Bye, -bye. You too. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk about food, that's what we're doing. We're actually talking about we're actually talking about money right now. But oh, I know why Michael's calling. <laughs> Michael's calling to talk about. How he eats like a king for the price of a pauper. I'm way ahead of you, Michael, but we have to take a break and we'll be right back. Front and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are eight to four weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. 
Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. That is a fact. I have to say that is definitely a fact. Five five six nine six nine six. Let's go to Michael seventy five. Hey, I'm gonna paraphrase a great line from Casablanca, the greatest movie of all time. I'm shocked, shocked at your parsimonious discussions. I know. I figured, you know, as you say that, as you say that, I'm thinking, are people rolling their eyes and thinking, my God, they're cheap. <laughs> And I, and I don't want to say that because we spend a lot of money in restaurants, but I feel like I, I, I value is a part of the equation. What? I don't think that's a badge of honor. Here's the point. If I see it like somebody says, are you trying to save money? I said, if I see it, would you, if you saw a $20 bill just laying on the floor with nobody around for a hundred miles, would you pick it up? Yeah, that's the deal. Anyway, today I went to, um, Little Chinatown had their shrimp with the uh, eggplant, which is fabulous, for lunch. And then I went to the um, uh, uh, grocery store because Lust for Life, uh, one of my favorite, uh, the story of uh, Vincent Van Gogh, one of my favorite artists, is on today. And uh, strangely enough, at the store they had sunflowers, uh, which he is famous for painting. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, he got a, they got 40 million for one little sunflower. I know. Bought, bought those for my wife. Then I went to the Cassette. Wait, Halal. you bought the Van Gogh for your wife? How nice of you, Michael. No wonder yeah, she's well, still with you. <laughs> yeah, I got to buy a $40 million painting once a year. So anyway, uh, went to the Cassette Halal, and I was talking to him about uh, your show, and uh, he said, Tom uh, used to have us on. We were advertising them. And I said, but his wife doesn't like your kind of stuff because she what? doesn't like. Uh, wait, wait, she doesn't what? Like That's goat. not true. She doesn't, li- she doesn't like goat. She doesn't like lamb. Oh, oh, she doesn't oh. like. Bra- uh-huh. She doesn't like brains. All the stuff, <laughs> and, but she does like hamburger. And she, he said, she needs to come here for the hamburger because we got the best beef in town. On Monday and Thursday, we slaughter all the animals. It's so fresh, you can't believe it. Thank so you for telling what, me about the slaughter of the animals. Well, how, how do you, you think they tell, got it? You, just, you should tell him that even though I'm doing the show, everybody is still listening and he should advertise. Yeah, I am. I mean, I told him that, but uh, mm-hmm. he said, uh, I'll pay you a hundred a week to advertise for me. By the way, I bought the uh, black plums over there. Black plums are running so good now. They're, they're so sweet. Make sure you, you uh, take a little piece with your fingernail. You're going to buy one for sure. And if it's black inside or dark red, you get it. It's going to be black great. Black plums, yeah. And, okay. Then, uh, then and they're ripe? They're ripe? Yeah. Well, okay. it doesn't have to be completely ripe. You can you can buy some, some non-ripe and let them you know ripen. That, thing, and that thing really does work where you put it in the bag, a brown paper bag. It really does work. Oh, yeah, you put it in with a, a old a ripe banana in there. I don't think you have to put it in with anything. You just put whatever you want to ripen in a brown paper bag, and it ripens the next day. Yeah, uh, that, that, yeah that's a good idea if you want it right. But mostly I'll, I'll try to space them out. I'll eat a couple in the right. uh, yeah. couple. Mm-hmm. Same, same thing with avocados. Um, but uh, then I got some mortadella with pistachios, which I'm going to try. Mm. Okay. And Where'd you get that? All that because said hello. Oh, did you? Okay, all right. All this at, okay. at the, all this there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they have uh, lamb brains too, and I didn't get any of those. Oh, uh, rats! You didn't get any. It could no, have me over I, for dinner. It's some beautiful lamb testicles that I didn't get either. But um, the um, 
fish, uh, the crab, and the lobster roe. I love anything. I buy all my uh, crabs females. And the lobster, I, I ask for the female, and any kind of fish like salmon, I love the. In fact, if you go to sushi places, they'll, they'll give you uh, salmon, <coughs> excuse me, salmon roe. You, you can ask for extra, the little red uh, uh, pieces of, um, of uh, their uh, eggs. I'm taking notes, eaten? Michael. I'm going to go ask for all this stuff, lamb brains, um, lamb you know, testicles. The, you know, the, the USDA has a name for the lamb testicles. They're called fries, like French fries. Just say, I want fries. Okay. I guess they were scared of the word or something. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so we also went yesterday to, um, uh, what's the name of the place? Uh, Baskin and Robbins for a great a little treat. We got the kids' cone uh, each of, uh, I got butter pecan. She got, uh, I'm trying to think what she got, but anyway, I can't uh, believe Mrs. 75 is still hanging around with you, Michael. We got to get her on the air. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but the butter pecan was great as usual because I get it every time, but it tasted like it had rum in it. It was fabulous. Now, Michael, why are you getting the kid cone? Is this, is this your pauper thing? Wait, what is it? Yeah. No, it's no, I, don't, I just don't want okay. the double scoop and all okay. that. And yeah, how's your diet okay. going? Because I've been writing stuff down no, too. The, no, the diet is uh, maintenance level. That's, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm fine. I, okay. I, I don't need to lose. So uh, you're not writing life. things down anymore? No, not really. I just, I, I, I kind of keep a track of the total of calories. That's about it. I don't write. Every okay. two days. By I the want way, to know uh, if you've gained you, weight. Go ahead. What? No. You were talking about the corn on the cob. The best yes. in the world is that Dennis's Seafoods, lightly boiled with the crawfish. It's incredible. 50 cents. They, they divide the, uh, the whole cob into one uh, into halves. 50 cents each one. So a dollar for uh, a full corn on the cob. You would try it there. It's incredible. I don't want it. I, you know what? I don't want it with boiled seafood. I want it just by itself. I want to taste like, the corn with butter and salt. It's delicious, just like that. Oh, 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 I completely agree with you. But this is great. I was a shock when I, I got that at first to try it. it. It's just as good as the one. Uh, I like both too, but I didn't want to go through yeah. the hassle. But 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 if, if you want a, you want a great corn, it's it's a frozen fruit in the frozen food section, and it's called some kind of sweet uh, corn on the cob. And it is so delicious. Uh, you, you, you warm it up and put butter on it. It, it has something to do with the word sweet. Uh, and uh, if you look for that, that is a delicious corn on the cob, believe it or not. And then, of course, the regular that you boil is great, too. Yeah, I like, I like regular old corn on the cob with just plain butter. It doesn't have to be fancy with chili butter and all that stuff. Right, Just plain I, I, old I, I, butter. I kind of agree with you, uh, but we had it, and uh, we were in uh, Laredo. Don't agree with me. New, I don't want you to agree with me. Oh, please! I'm going to start want, getting I, worried I, when I agree with you. It, it, ahead, it hurts me to do that, but anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, we were in uh, Nuevo Laredo before it was so dangerous a few years <laughs> back, and we had the. Uh, uh, corn on the cob with the uh, what do they put on it uh, in the street uh, mayonnaise on it. I didn't like it. That yeah, time. yeah. Well, they that's they they call that street corn. Mary Lee's a big fan of that. It's it's grilled, and it's yeah. got the mayo and the butter, and it's got um, some kind of I think it might be cotija cheese. Right. I think that's it. Do, yeah. do you like uh, 
Do you like with on, uh, on the green egg? Do you like your corn grilled too? I have grilled it, but you know what? I I feel like the grilling dries it out in a way that I find unappealing. I think I really think the best way to eat corn on the cob is simply boiling it, letting it drain, watching the butter melt, little salt, voila. Uh, again, I hate to do it, but I agree. Uh, with you. you have a have a good weekend, PG. <laughs> bye, bye, Michael. All right, we can't have Michael seventy five agree too much. Uh, I wanted to also mention Nicole is coming up at three o'clock. We're going to talk about the grocery grocery um, absences, I guess, of certain things and when they're coming back. And she doesn't know this, but we're going to talk a little bit about stuffed artichokes because I made two stuffed artichokes last night. Ugh. I love stuffed artichokes. I've said it a million times. I love stuffed artichokes. My mother made a great stuffed artichoke. It was nothing fancy about it. It wasn't the premium Parmesan cheese or Romano cheese. It wasn't that. It was the craft shredded or grated cheese of questionable integrity with a green label. And it was Italian breadcrumbs and a tremendous amount of garlic and olive oil and steaming them on the top of the stove. And so stupidly, because I've been trying to be good, stupidly, I caved when I saw big fat artichokes at the store the other day. And I picked up two knowing full well I was going to blow it. And I, uh, I left them on the counter and I ran into them yesterday and I went, oh man, I gotta, I gotta do something with these because they were starting to get little brown spots on them. So I went and got the cheese in the tub and I got some breadcrumbs and I wasn't using my $26 a bottle olive oil. I went and got some basic Bertoli, I guess, extra virgin olive oil. And I made my mother's artichokes last night. And it's it's just it's not pretty when a when a stuffed artichoke comes out of the pot. It's just not. And so um, so I'm now working on getting rid of the second of the two artichokes, and they're delicious, of course. Although I have to say this this batch was a little bit less so because I got really carried away with making sure that it was moist. And so I think I put too much olive oil, not so much water, but too much olive oil into, what my mom did was she would stuff them and then she would do probably half and half olive oil or maybe two thirds water to one third olive oil and she'd mix it. And then before she started cooking them, she would pour that mixture over both artichokes or however many artichokes she had to make sure that they were moist and wet on top, more moist than wet. And then would simmer in about an inch of water, the artichokes with, you know, covered. And, and I think I got too carried away with that. And I found these artichokes to be a little bit on the oily side and also too wet. But 
I never met a stuffed artichoke that I didn't love or like anyway, because there are some that are not as good to my taste. But um, but I, I did make stuffed artichokes, and I, I, I would say I regret it, but I don't regret it. They're really good. 5569696 is the number. I'm talking about food. Marianne Fitzmaurice here. Uh, there is something that if I don't get to it today, I want to talk about on Monday because it's interesting. I think it's interesting. It's about coffee houses. There's definitely a thing that goes back hundreds of years about coffee houses, and I want to talk about that. But we don't really have a lot of time to do that. We'll see what Nicole says, and then we'll see what happens after that. The words to drink by today are from none other than W.C. Fields. He was a rather large man, so I don't know how much he drank, but I never drink anything stronger than gin before breakfast. Oh, that's grim. <laughs> that's really grim. Tom's been enjoying his breakfast because I made the corned beef hash. And there's a lot of it, so he's going to be eating that corned beef hash for a few days, and I'm really glad he's really excited about it because it is good, but um, he's going to have a lot of it. The words to eat by today are from C.S. Lewis. He that but looketh on a plate of ham and eggs to lust after it hath already committed breakfast with it in his heart. Do you think that's a joke? Do you think C.S. Lewis ever joked? It, that sounds like he's kind of joking there, you know, considering C.S. Lewis, but I find that kind of amusing. Anyway, 5569696 five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. I'm looking to see if there's anything real quick that I can say in just about 30 seconds. I mean, I could, but I'm not going to. Uh, we're going to be talking to Nicole Dorignac about various things. We like to just chat. She's our gal. I'm going to see how she likes that moniker. But she's the, the gal pal of the show. And then after that, we can talk about whatever it is that you would like to talk about because we have another hour left of the show and half an hour after that. It is WGSO that you're listening to, New Orleans. It's now 3 o'clock. Time for the news. Brian Louisiana Diaz here, Radio host of the Noah Drink Show. Join us every Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on WGSO, 990 a.m., New Orleans, Louisiana. Tim Berg. The FBI says talking about a motive in the deadly mass shooting at a FedEx facility in Indianapolis that left eight people dead is imprudent right now. It would be premature to speculate on that motivation. In saying that, FBI special agent in charge Paul Keenan noted the short of amount of time the investigation has been opened. Keenan saying the FBI is helping with the investigation. FBI personnel are assisting the crime scene, conducting interviews, assisting on the search of the suspect's home, and will provide any technical expertise requested by the IMPD. New Hampshire is the first state in New England to lift its statewide mandate on mask wearing. However, Republican Governor Chris Sununu is saying the pandemic is not over and he'd like to see people to continue to wear masks. President Biden welcoming the Prime Minister of Japan to the White House. This is USA Radio News.
There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware. Not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients. American-made with American ingredients employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value free by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours free, 2020safe.net. A prominent conservative is crying foul after being kicked off a social media site. Critics accused Twitter Thursday of banning Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe from its platform over the group exposing CNN as a propaganda mouthpiece. After we released all these bombshell recordings into CNN, showing them, calling themselves propaganda, uh, it's pretty extraordinary timing, but there are fundamental principles here we have to fight for, and I'm confident we're going to create an army of people they're going to follow in our footsteps. We have no other option, so we are suing Twitter on Monday. Mr. O'Keefe on Fox News. Project Veritas showed footage of CNN technical director Charles Chester revealing the liberal network's bias and propaganda this week. Thanks to Lance Pry from the USA Radio News West Coast Bureau for that report. An Ohio man is under arrest after cops found him with a weapon and ammunition in a Times Square subway station in New York City. The man claimed it was legal for him to have the weapon. USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. An officer is injured after a shooting in San Antonio. Police Chief William McManus saying it started with a traffic stop where an officer was talking to the driver. At some point, for I'm not sure why, but the driver pulled a gun and started firing at the officer. The officer was hit. The cop was rushed to the hospital with a gunshot wound to his hand. The driver of the pickup was killed, and so was a passenger. A third person inside was also injured. Robocalls may seem endless these days. We recently noticed your car's extended warranty was going to expire. In March alone, an estimated 4.9 billion calls were reportedly made, according to UMail which is equivalent to 15 calls for each person each month in the United States. Currently, the most popular category of robocalls are auto warranties. Acting Chairwoman of the FCC, Jessica Rosenworcel, on why you're getting so many calls regarding auto warranties. There's public information out there about your cars that you own, and people are driving more than ever as we come out of this pandemic. So the time is ripe for fraud associated with these kind of things. Rosenworcel continues on ABC News by saying the FCC is taking action. We're going to put in place new technologies that help authenticate our calls, and those new technologies will be in place in just a few months. Unwanted calls are the number one complaint to the FCC, with an average of 200,000 complaints each year. For USA Radio News, I'm...
Oh, an eye cloudiness. Could be some breaks in the clouds. Could be a patch to a morning fog. It's mostly dry. A spotty shower or two is a possibility. Some activity cranked up again tomorrow. Yet another batch of showers with storms producing potentially severe storms and heavy rains as they come on through Friday a couple of times at least once. Overcast conditions to persist and the temperatures will rebound again from 60s in the morning to a high of lower to mid 70s. More showers likely Friday night improving by Sunday. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show with over 250 tables, knives, guns, and ammo. Saturday, April 17th, 9 to 5. Sunday, April 18th, 10 to 4. Adults, $10. Ages 11 to 15, $5. 10 and under, get in free. Good for both days. $2 discount for military and police at Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show. Knives, guns, and ammo. Saturday, April 17th, Sunday, April 18th at the Casting Center in Mandeville. Tom Fitzmaurice Food Show, or as Tom used to like to say, the second course of the food show. It is Friday, TGIF, so I'm throwing you a curveball by saying that Nicole Dorignac is coming up next. She was not available yesterday, so we decided to just move her to today, because if you have questions about why something is not on the shelf, she has been diligently, for nearly a year now, checking into that and letting us know why it's not on the shelf and when you might start seeing it back on the shelf because we're still doing our thing here in COVID world and uh, <clears throat> and we want to just stay on top of that. I also asked her to start doing some more fun stuff, uh, which is like telling us what the best-selling brand of fill-in-the-blank is, and uh, we're going to kind of get into a little bit more of that because she's got her finger on the pulse of everything having to do with the grocery store. But she has she's going to call in a few minutes. So 556-9696 if you want to get in there and talk about whatever it is that you'd like to talk about for a few minutes. I'm going to save my coffee house discussion to uh, perhaps after Nicole or maybe even on Monday. The Old Kitchen Sage says something else, not only what Ruth had to say, but the Old Kitchen Sage says, when you want a, a light supper, nothing's as good as a well-made egg dish with a great sauce and something like crab meat, smoked salmon, or prosciutto. I guess that's true if you like prosciutto, but I'm not a prosciutto fan, so that would not be the case for me. We talked about caviar. If you have anything to say about that, we would love to hear it. I asked the question if you actually like caviar or do you eat it because it's the sophisticated thing to eat and you want to prove that you have um, sophistication cred. Today in 2004, there was a study of men with gout. It's almost exclusively a male ailment. It revealed that drinking alcoholic beverages contributes to the formation of uric acid crystals in the joints. 
that gives rise to the sharp pain. It seems that the drink that causes the most problems is beer. Wine is the least offensive. It has long been known that men with gout tend to read publications like this one because they eat and drink well and they have more sex than the average person. Tom was always really intrigued by that little little bit of info. Nicole, you're our gal. Did you hear me call you a gal? Is that okay? No. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I am your no, gal. No, you didn't hear it or no, it's not okay? No, you can call me that. That's fine. Um, yeah. No, I didn't hear it because what I, I think it's something going on with the simple radio app, so I kept getting that music again. Oh, I see. Okay. So well, you're you're our that. gal pal. That's that's what we're yeah. calling you now. Okay, great. That's sounds I'm your good. own gal. All right. How are you? Good. How are you? We're hanging in there. I'm glad I'm there. glad to have you today, a day late, but that's still okay. Better late than never, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, um all right, so this week, so it looks like um there are so Cargill, which is a like a producer of something, meat, turkeys and stuff. They're having some delays, so if there's some Cargill products out there that people like, um, Kitchen Bouquet is back on the order status, back on no order status. So there's going to be a shortage of that again. The, the small <gasps> and the Big. So I know, I know, I know there are some lovers and some haters. So for the lovers, bad news. For the haters, good news, I guess. Well, um, I, I'm not a hater or a lover of Kitchen Bouquet because it's frankly something I never think about. But if you want a product, I hope you can get it. So I don't think anybody would be glad about that. But anyway. Right. right. So um, canned vegetables, I mean, there's still restraints on some of that. And I'm sure that still goes back into aluminum and factories and you know probably labels being printed you know mm -hmm. vegetables picked and sorted to go you know all the same stuff over and over um allocations on the mccormick dry recipe mixes will be listed in mid-may so that's probably some of the stuff that jude's looking for his taco seasoning mm -hmm. and all so mm -hmm. he can be on the lookout for that in may uh, you paper said? what's that in May is when you said it's supposed to be back? Yeah, mid-May. Yeah, okay. mid-May. That's when the allocations will be removed, so it should be back in regular production. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. What else? Um, paper. Paper and all that. That stuff's been looking like it's pretty good. All the brands, Bounty, Charmin, Brawny. Um, some of those, uh, you know, were coming back in, so that's good. Uh, let's see. What else? I'm kind of behind today. I didn't get to do my little pre-game because I was mm. trying to get all my other things together. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Oh, you mean today. like your oh. regular job? I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so I decided to do three different little recipes for that. So I've been trying to get those all done and pictures of them and all. So anyway, uh, let's see. I know we have local watermelons, and I don't know if it applies to here, but it says watermelon industry experience and shortage so i'm sure where the texas watermelons had problems people may be buying more louisiana so you know when you got to borrow from peter mm -hmm. to pay paul so mm. watermelon problem 
we talked about deli meats a few weeks ago. Um, there were some problems. Those things happen to be improving. So that's good news. Uh, Which deli meats? Liver cheese? Yes, but actually we had some this week, so we're good. Liver cheese, mm-hmm. I haven't heard too much liver cheese drama. So mm-hmm. I haven't heard that we've been out of it, so that's been good. Um, all right, so the Coffee Mate Natural Bliss line of Nestle. They are temporarily suspending a few items. One of them is the caramel and vanilla, and then the almond milk creamers, the 16-ounce. See, and I've learned start- so much from this segment. I didn't even know that people bought a lot of Coffee Mate, and I definitely oh. didn't even know that there were flavors of Coffee Mate. See, I didn't oh, even yeah. know this stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, in any grocery store, but we have a pretty extensive like choice like selection because yeah, I didn't even know they were making that it. stuff. Yeah. I only know if coffee then, made is as like a single vanilla, like, is it milk? Yeah. What is that stuff? What is it? It's like, um, well, they say it's a non-dairy creamer, but it's actually not, it's not, it's like not wet dairy, but it still has some kind of milk protein in it or something. So it's not like where if you have a dairy allergy, you can have it. You still can't have it because there's some kind of, but it's still like, it's, not like cold dairy. I don't know. I don't understand it. So they say it's not dairy, but the reason I know that people with milk allergies can't have it is because of my daughter had a friend with a daughter with a friend growing up with mm-hmm. allergies, and she couldn't have you know like you couldn't have. It's that probably food. dried it's milk. It's probably dried. Yeah, milk. It's some kind of dry milk, and they call that non dairy, but it's really there's still a milk protein in it, so it's misleading for the allergy information. Yeah, I just, I, I just am always amazed, and I grew up in a house with margarine and Vienna sausages and potatoes in a mm-hmm. box and all that kind of stuff, and I just, I just, you know, Tom has enlightened me and and completely changed my worldview on food, and I just don't understand why you would buy that stuff. I just and I, and and then the fact that there's a bunch of flavors of it kind of amazes me, because it's probably well, the same I, price as getting like real cream or something. Anyway, go ahead. Right. Yeah. Well, the flavor is for I, I think the flavors are people who really don't like to drink coffee, but they like those flavors, so it's to help <laughs> camouflage it. So more people can drink coffee. So it's it's a okay. conspiracy between the coffee people and the cream and the creamer I industry guess. to keep people drinking more coffee. Hmm. You know, okay, like eat more chicken, Chick Fil A. Yeah, <laughs> I cows. guess. I don't know. That's a stupid commercial, but anyway. <laughs> um, so, so and then I noticed today when I was walking through, like our cleaner aisle is looking pretty good. So it, I didn't get any specific items but just the holes that were there before things are looking like they're getting back to I haven't noticed any big holes in the supermarket lately I mean I I don't like I say I go into the store for maybe five minutes you know when I need one specific thing and uh but I do notice if if I'm looking for that specific thing there's a big hole there I mean that's how this segment got started to begin with but I, mm-hmm. I, I was on the I was on the trash bag aisle today because I needed those and they were there and everything else there were no big holes there so maybe I don't know maybe that's yeah. getting better. Well, at a certain point, I mean, you gotta you gotta real think about it. You gotta get caught up eventually. I mean, you know what well, I'm saying? Like people I, would I'll have tell you to what, buy crazy to never get caught up. So it's like, come on, let's get caught up. Well, I think I think that <laughs> the 
you know, and we don't, we're, we're, you know, one of the rules of the show is that we don't really talk about this too much, but I will tell you the one thing that every restaurateur that we talk to says is nobody wants to come back to work when they're getting a check for doing nothing. Yep. And so as long as that continues, I would assume mm -hmm. that there will be shortages because I'm sure that's true in production facilities well, yeah, as well as it is in restaurants. Yeah, well, we've said that, that um, yeah. because of the unemployment vacation, yeah. they can't get people to work. That's right. And that's, that's true across the board. So I think that a lot of this stuff will change when that changes. But, you know, who knows yep. when that will be. So Who knows? Who knows? All right. But on that uh, note, we're going to take a break. <laughs> And we'll be right back with Nicole Dorignac, our gal pal from the grocery store. We'll be back. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The Steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. You make me feel so young. Ah, isn't that fun to feel young? 5569696 is the number. I want to tell you that if you are looking for a wonderful, glamorous place to go for dinner or lunch as well, Chafuncta's on the North Shore is that place. It was the best restaurant of 2020 in the whole metro area, as far as we're concerned. It is where things are done that are not done most other places, where all the bread is baked in-house, including bread for amuse-bouches. It's where you have uh, a dining cart that is a carving board in a silver cart that goes around the dining room. You just don't see those kinds of things. It's where everything is the extra step, fresh cut fries and uh, potato chips, things that people don't normally do. Chifunctas is a beautiful place with a lot of views and their big picture windows of the Chifuncta River the banks of which of where they sit uh, they have private rooms of varying sizes a very nice bar it's a great place to go we highly recommend it it is worth the trip over it's a destination restaurant to be sure chifuncta's at 407 st tammany street where it meets the chifuncta river chifuncta's the the phone number to make a reservation is 985-323-4800 and we're back to Nicole Dorignac, who is talking about things that are missing from the grocery store shelves and when they might be back. Oh, um, so anyway. That's you. Um, <laughs> yep, that's me. That was my cue. Um, no, but everything, I mean, this week everything looks kind of, everything's pretty good, you know. What's on allocation? Al well, McCormick Spices are on allocation and... Still, some of the cleaners and stuff, the uh, Lysol wipes and all, those are still on allocation. 
And what about um, those little toilet things, you know, the little round discs that you snap on and we don't have those yet. Okay. I actually looked the other day to see if those were okay. there. Okay. All right. Now, no. Nicole, I'm going to ask you a question about watermelons. What, mm-hmm. Do you get the seed variety or the seedless variety? We what do the both. farmers offer you? We get both. What we sells both. better? Um, all of them. <laughs> they do. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, you sell, yeah. So you sell a lot of watermelons. I will tell you, last year we had this watermelon. It was like a yellow watermelon. And we sold a lot. I mean, we sold a lot of those. We couldn't keep those. We sold them and then got That's more. That's the meat on the gold. inside was yellow? Yeah, it was like yellow, like golden. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It was really good, too. Is it called a, a golden watermelon or is it just called I a watermelon? I can't remember. I can't well, remember. Did, how did people know about it? Is it visible well, on the he, outside? or? Well, or? he'll cut one. A lot of times he'll cut one and either mm-hmm. sometimes, well, when you could sample them or just have it cut and wrapped so people mm-hmm. would see what it looks like on the inside. Mm-hmm. So you make like a little display watermelon. Uh-huh. And that's and is that how you discovered it or the farmer said, by the way, these are yellow on the inside? Mm, I think he probably, I think it was something like that. They had them and he said, hey, we have these. You want to try some? And he said, yep. And he sold them and got more. So okay. when when you when you put out the watermelons, you put out different kinds and they all sell the same? Well, I, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if they all sell the same because we don't get the exact same amount of mm-hmm. each one. But I see. They, okay. you know, we sell a good bit of all the varieties that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's the little small seedless ones are there, we have those. When the, you know, mm-hmm. big ones like the big picnic watermelons, we'll have those. Sometimes you'll have both of them at the same time, uh, you know. So it's just whatever. I love watermelon, and I never buy it. And the reason I don't buy it is that they're huge, and there's not enough people in this house to eat it. And so it usually winds up going to waste. But I do really like watermelon. They just seem to be like mm-hmm. a... They seem to be a um, a party fruit, you know. You, yeah, you have it when you are. have a bunch of people over to eat it, you know. Yes. Yep. Yep. And Watermelon I'm just wondering how much they sell to the average person on the average day. What? I don't know. I don't know how, how much, much they, they sell, sell to the average person on the average day. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you know what I did? Are you are you finished with your report? Because I want to ask you mm-hmm. something. Okay. So I did you hear that I made some stuffed artichokes? No, I did not. You did. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I, I only made two of them, but I uh, did the, I, I bought big ones because they were calling to me. I always find that there's an artichoke season, I guess, where we get the best artichokes. I mean, in California, they're all the time, but, but mm-hmm. here you have a certain time when beautiful artichokes are available. And right now, I guess the big ones are available because I saw some at the store. So just because I'm nuts about stuffed artichokes, I decided to just grab two, which was stupid because then I made them, which I did, and then I ate them, which I am, and then I get mad at myself for, you know, for eating all that. So... um <laughs> So I bought okay. some, they and I, they were good. No, they were good. I mean, actually, I don't even, I've never met a bad artichoke, stuffed artichoke. So I probably would eat them even if they weren't good, but they were, in fact, good. So I, I forget what you said about how you do yours, but I did, 
a tremendous amount of garlic chopped. And mm -hmm. I did, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know I have to apologize <laughs> to you for this, but you know what I put in there? The mm -hmm. tub of Kraft cheese with the green label. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then I did equal amounts of Italian breadcrumbs. And then I, I did like a garden variety Bertoli olive oil. And I put too much olive oil in there. But after I got it all mixed up and stuffed one of the artichokes, I forgot that my mom also put salt and pepper in there. Like I said, we're simple cooks. So salt and pepper mm -hmm. went in there too. What else do you put in yours? Parmesan cheese. I know you said that. Parmesan yeah. cheese, breadcrumbs, garlic, olive oil, salt and pepper. That's probably really about it. Okay, so you do the same thing? You do the same thing. Yeah, yeah I did parsley, parsley too. I had some of uh, the parsley that Sylvia gave me and it had dried up by now, but dried parsley still works. So I chopped yeah. it and I put it in mm -hmm. there. And um, yep. and I, I don't remember the exact proportions because it was too late to call her and get that from her. But mm -hmm. um, I think that I made them, they were too wet, which I don't like. I mean, yeah. I like them to be moist. A dry yeah. artichoke is not a good artichoke. Did you toast the breadcrumbs? No. 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 Why do you, you toast yours? Yeah. You toast yours? Well, you, you toast the breadcrumbs, they hold up better to the olive oil, and then the toasted breadcrumb gives just a little bit different flavor. So it oh, has I want like a different a more, flavor. I, I like the flavor. Huh? What's oh, the, what's the different know. flavor that toasted breadcrumbs give? Because I, I like the flavor I have. What What is it? I don't know. <laughs> you have to taste <laughs> it and see what the Maybe that's is. why I mean, most people stuffed artichokes have a darker look to them yeah. than the ones that I do because the one that yeah. we do not toast the breadcrumbs and, and I find yeah. that everybody else's stuffed artichoke are the ones that you sell that somebody else makes. Do you make all of yours in house? Not all of ours. Just okay. the ones in the produce department. Okay. So do both of those, both the one that you make and the one that you get, do they both have that darker look to them? Um, kind of, yeah. I think that comes from also how you steam them, too. When you steam them mm -hmm. and, the, you know, when it starts to cook, that has to do with that, too. And the olive well, oil, whatever kind of olive oil you use. Well, I would think that that would be sort of across the board. When they're steamed, they do get darker, of course. And by that, I don't mean the leaves, which, of course, would be darker because no, they're being the cooked. Top. I'm talking about the breadcrumbs in there. I've, yeah. I, uh -huh. mine, are, mine are blondish looking, and, and that's sort of, I don't know, that's, that's different from the one that I would go and buy at the store because that tends to be darker, I think. And I don't yeah. know why. But anyway, they were good. They were good. Well, and... Um, and then I, I had enough for another one. So it's kind of like the seventh grade haircut again. So now I have leftover stuff. So I had to go get another artichoke to stuff it. And I made sure to get a smaller one this time so that there'd be nothing left over. And I could just say, okay, that's it with the artichoke thing. <laughs> well, then there you go. First world problem if you ever heard one. All right. I believe we're at the end of our little visit for the All week. Right. We will talk right. to you again. Thursday right. of next week. All right. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. There she goes, Nicole Dorignac. We get a report from her every week about things that are missing from the shelves that might be back or might not be back. 
And if they're not, they're probably on allocation, which means it's like a yellow light. Well, if you're in Europe, it means like, because they do them both ways, the yellow lights. So it means that it's coming back. So you have something to look forward to. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm here, Marianne Fitzmorris. Sitting in the Tom Fitzmorris chair here on the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. Tom stops in sometimes, but most of the time these days, not so much. When I come back, I want to talk about coffee houses. St. Drogo, Dro in French is how it's pronounced, spelled the way we spell everything here, E-A-U-X, was a hermit who lived in Belgium in the 12th century. He's the patron saint of coffee houses. Or, or coffeehouse owners who probably have a different perspective than their customers, for sure. I want to talk about coffee houses. Do you hang out in one? And if so, why? And for how long? 5569696, bottom of the hour news time coming up from the Louisiana Radio Network. It's 3.30, and we'll be back to talk some more. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. The Lafouche Corner reports that the body of a second Sea Corps crew member has been found in the Gulf. That leaves 11 crew members still unaccounted for, and family members like Marion Kyler, the fiance of one of the missing men, say the hope is that they're surviving in an air bubble in the capsized ship. There may have been signs that they know that there's people in there. Plus, like I said, you know, the, the guy that um, got rescued said that they're, they're in there. And the legislature seems to be on track to further expand the medical marijuana program to include raw or smokable marijuana. But HOMA Representative Tanner McGee says despite that progress, he doubts full legalization will come this year. He is optimistic, though, it'll happen soon. I think the public shifted. I think they've seen what's going on in other states. They've accepted it's just a matter of time before it comes to Louisiana. McGee says one of the most frequent requests he gets from constituents is for the full recreational legalization of marijuana. And that's been news for the LouisianaRadioNetwork.com. I'm Matt Doyle. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. I dig all around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and get a headache. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. So call 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. There are new forms of the coronavirus. Just what we needed, right? Yeah. So we wondered, are we doing enough to protect ourselves and our son? Turns out we are. Because things like well-fitted masks, six feet of space, avoiding crowds, all of that still works. And getting vaccinated, you know, when it's our turn. COVID may not be letting up, but neither are we. We can do this. Learn more at cdc.gov coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. 
and we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. I get misty just holding your hand. True, true, true. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. Okay, I don't often beg for calls, and this is not begging for calls, but I expect phone calls in this next half hour. And the reason I expect phone calls is that I don't know what the percentage would be because I'm not a coffee drinker, but coffee is a big deal in this country. And coffee houses are a big deal. And there are lots of different ones. There are chain coffee houses. There are little independent coffee houses. But there are an awful lot of people hanging out in coffee houses in America. And I'm trying to figure out what it is that makes a good coffee house to you. If you are an ardent coffee drinker, why do you go to this coffee house versus that coffee house? Coffee houses throughout the last umpteen centuries, I don't really know when the first one was, but I know that um, when we were in Vienna a couple of years ago, we went to the coffee house where Trotsky was uh, hatching his plans where Freud used to hang out. There are all kinds of revolutionaries or revolutions that were plotted in coffee houses. They were even closed for a while for that reason. So there's a thing having to do with coffee houses and a lot of interesting conversations, I'm sure, that have taken place. But in America, I mean, I don't know, maybe they're doing that too, but... Um, a coffee house to me is a little more benign, but it's still full of people all of the time. So I go into Starbucks, not because I drink coffee, but because somebody said they wanted to meet me there. And I see that it's got a certain look to it. I've never tasted the coffee because I don't drink coffee, but there's all the different versions of coffee, which a lot of times is more dessert than coffee. There's a certain way that business is conducted, you know, where you get your name written on the side of a cup and they yell for you. And then there are the pastries that are in the case, which I got to say, I don't understand why anybody would eat them because they look very mass produced and unappealing to me. There isn't a coffee house that I've been to. And like I say, this, you know, this doesn't carry a lot of weight because I don't go to coffee houses, generally speaking, but I've been to PJs, I've been to Starbucks, I've been to CC's. And of the three of those, I would say that in the case, CC's has the most appealing things to eat. They've got their little cookie that I think they make in-house. As for the rest of them, I don't get any reason why anybody would order any kind of pastry in a coffee house. If I am, if I am, you know, out of line talking about these pastries, then please call me because I would love to hear what it is 
that keeps you going back to the same coffee house over and over again. I have a friend who back in the 90s, now maybe the early 2000s, had determined, this would have been at least 15 years ago. It's before Katrina, I know for a fact. And she and her husband had decided that they were spending too much money. So they were going through things that they were spending money on. And they realized, we're talking pre-Katrina now, okay? They realized that between the two of them, just trips to Starbucks in the course of a month totaled up $1,500. And then she started thinking about how many times she went through the drive up at Starbucks in the course of a day and it was something like four or five times a day. So they determined that the best thing for them to do would be to buy an espresso maker and that that would actually be a tremendous savings, which it was. And I think she probably still goes back to Starbucks. But what is it about a particular coffee house that brings you back time and again and what do you get there? And if you go to the aforementioned coffee houses and compare them, who's got the best pastries? Because to me, that's definitely CC's. And the reason that I know that is I would go to CC's and get some tea and something out of the case. But again, not all that often. And those would be better to me. So if coffee houses are a place that you go, do you go through the drive up? Do you go sit in the coffee house? What do you get there? Have you compared them and settled on one or are they just kind of all the same? You drive through or you sit there and you get coffee. Probably you get the same coffee quote dessert is what I call it. You probably get the same one in different places, but if you could compare those, I'd be very interested in that. And I expect to get some calls here because I cannot believe nobody would answer that question. That is such a fundamental now part of American culture, the coffee house. And it has been thus for hundreds of years. It was a big part of the Vienna culture back in the 1600s. So, um, and everything in between. So if you have some thoughts about coffee houses, I would love to hear them. 5569696 is the number. And if you can't, I'm going to be shocked because that's something that I think everybody has some, not thought necessarily about, but experience with for sure. Let's see, Deaf Dining Rule number 101, all other things being equal, a regular customer in a restaurant eats better food than a first time, first timer, but spends more. That's true. That's probably why they get better service. Let's go to Darren. Hey. Hi. Hey, so I'm calling to talk coffee house, but thank you. But really quick, last Friday, so a week ago, we went to Katie's and it was awesome. Not surprising. Really I, did, you have? Um, I did Redfish Nola. 
So it was a piece of grilled redfish, a beautiful piece of fish, actually. Crab meat on top. It was on top of a bed of, I think, zucchini and squash, like medallions. But it was just done really well. It was light, but it was filling, just really clean and fresh. It was good. Was that the day he called the show? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was. I'll tell you I this, think it was. Marianne, the place was, like, from the moment we parked, I know. not only was the place hopping, just the neighborhood was hopping. Yeah. People everywhere. Good. good. And people walking into Lyuses, so I guess that's a good... Oh, that is a good thing. That's a good probably, You know what, well. Tom has a theory about that. He talked about uh, restaurants that, you know, put down roots next to another restaurant, and does that annoy the restaurant? He said it shouldn't because restaurant rows float all the boats. So, like, if you go to yeah. Katie's and the wait is an hour and Lyuses is right across the street, chances are you're not going to get back in your car. You're going to go right across the street and go Absolutely. to Lyuses. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it was just such a nice vibe. It was a pretty, last Friday was really pretty. The Couchon Delay was, you could smell it, you know, because that oh, Friday yes. is their big Couchon Delay day. Yeah. But um, it was He's good. got that one I'll... little smoker out there, right? It's just like yep. one barbecue across the there. street. <laughs> it's across the street. They they own that house across yes. the street. Uh-huh. And right. um let's see, my dad had that the world famous hamburger steak, which is incredible. Uh-huh. My my dad's wife had the catfish meniere. Is that how you pronounce it? Meniere? Meniere, uh-huh. Meniere, which is always good. Everything and you know is what's good, so there. good about that? That 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 brown butter sauce uh-huh. is all over the fries. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that was really good. And then my wife had a pasta dish, which was very good, but interestingly, it had a kick to it, like a little bit more of a kick than I would like, but still good. Mm-hmm. So, but we, we, it was, it was just so nice. Like yeah, he's, uh, the place is fantastic. It's, it's yeah. terrific. I mean, everybody loves it and that's why. And I would imagine, you know, I know that La Uses is for sale, but I would imagine, unless they're just like tired of being in the business, I would imagine that the enormous crush to get into Katie's has probably helped their business a lot. Absolutely. I would think so. Yeah. Is, is Scott's so. mom still at the door? I love her. No, you Mary. know, the last time my wife and I, Kim and I went, we asked about Mary, uh-huh. um, the mom, and the waitress told us she's doing well, but with COVID just being really cautious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Listen, that she is, she's my idol. She's like 98. Yep. Rolls the silverware. 98 and if ever you know she's the kind of person that you know would be there she's 98 people come in with covid she's not going to get it because she's just happy and healthy and there you go you know yep and then everywhere you see him like he was on the floor i mean every single person it's either a hello it's a hug it's a kiss yeah it's a handshake it's Katie's. So, what can you say? You know, we he's... we had a good time. So, Mar- so Marianne, my, you know, and of course, you know, Mid City is the place for me. But right. one of my favorite coffee shops is the Bean right there on Carrollton and Orleans. 
Okay, so an independent. And I think, I'm sorry. I said, so an independent. All right, Independent, and I think because, first of all, I just love the aesthetic. I mean, you can sit on the the deck outside, the streetcar. You know, that's right, almost adjacent, a block away, maybe a block away from Blue Oak. So it's in that same pocket. Mm -hmm. But the quality of the coffee is consistent. Everything to me is always consistent there. If it's just a cup of coffee, if it's an espresso, and I just like it's an old house, as you may recall, yeah, on I that do. on, and I just love the, just the 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 feel, the vibe. Okay, and it's a, it's a mixture. You know, there's a lot of nursing students from Delgado that come in. There's a lot of neighborhood people. Just something about it. Nobody plotting a revolution? No. I mean, you know, you've got, I mean, of course, you know, you can, I guess if you're going to, if, if you're going to judge a book by its cover, you know, you see different people and they seem like they're from all walks of life, but uh-huh. it's, it's a pretty peaceful place. The other cool thing about the deck is somebody may come and bring their dog, uh-huh. you know, and, and have a cup of coffee. There's just something about when you're there and maybe you have your laptop open and you're drinking a cup of coffee. And, and again, you've heard me say this, you hear the streetcar before you see it mm-hmm. and then you see it. Mm-hmm. It's just that just, it's, it's a I don't slice know, of New Orleans. It's, it's a perfect yeah. slice of life. Yeah. Right, what kind of coffee do you, do you always drink the same thing? No, you know, I, sometimes I'm just straight up, just a, a straight up medium roast. But then I really, really like their latte, and I will tell you, there is, I would, I would argue, <laughs> there is not a stronger latte in this area. It is a four-shot latte. What so is it a latte? absolutely get your engines mm-hmm. moving. But is, I a latte, find- is, is a latte the one with the whipped cream on top? They, I think they froth it, if, if you will, mm-hmm. but, um, but it's four shots of espresso, and mm. it's just, uh, and normally what I'll get is like a sugar-free hazelnut in the latte, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's... Is that I'm, a syrup that goes in it? I think it is. I think they uh-huh. add it, but I mean, I'm a traditionalist, too. I mean, I really like just a good cup uh-huh. of coffee. In fact, I thought about Tom last week because... I got a hold of some French market coffee and chicory, mm-hmm. and it was just so smooth. Marianne, I don't know, and I'm going to say this respectfully, I don't know how people drink like Starbucks. It's awful. I don't either. I, I don't know why don't in a place, every city, coffee houses are ubiquitous in every city, and a lot of independents are in every city. I don't understand why anyone would go to Starbucks when you have a, an experience like what you just described available. And there, I mean, we have a lot of coffee here. Now, maybe we have more than most cities, but um, it seems to me that every place has some little coffee houses for sure. Yeah, yeah and I, I, mean, I agree even, totally. You know, one that I, I, fre- I would frequent back in the day when I was at Loyola what is it, Carrollton and is it Carrollton and Oak? I think it's the Rue. I don't. I, Are you the one that's across from the old Whitney? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or Carrollton. Yeah, uh huh. Uh-huh. You know that's another one. It's just 
it's an experience just to go there. Yeah. But um, well, I guess I guess to each his own. I mean, the fact that Starbucks and it's like anything else. It's like a restaurant. You know, why would a person go to the Red Lobster when they could go to Mr. Ed's or Drago's right. and, you know, pay the same price? Uh, and, and, I, and I have to conclude they don't care. Well, I, I, yes, I and, and you know, so you might, this might be a good finishing touch to this, but the greatest cup of coffee I've ever had, you ready? I'm ready. The old location of Two Jacques. I was, I was, I was treating some surgeons in my profession. Um, I'm a consultant, healthcare consultant. I was treating some surgeons to a dinner. And it was, it had to be a coffee and chicory because it, you know, like kind of stains the inside of the cup. Uh huh. But it was the real cream, the heavy cream. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was just like, it was like sipping heaven. And I remember that cup still to this day. See, that's what this show is about, folks. That's what this show is about. It's about remembering a cup of coffee. How many years ago was that, Darren? I bet you that was 10, 12 years ago. Okay, so there you go. He's still yeah. thinking about a cup we of were, coffee. And, and Marianne, if you're familiar, ago. they had us upstairs, you know, where they sometimes like have dinner uh-huh. parties. Yeah. And in fact, I remember this. It was a, it was a summer night. They had to close the French doors because the termites started to swarm. <laughs> you know, and again, here you are. You know, you would hear the horse and carriage because you're right there in the French Quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sounds of the quarter. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's about to me. Yes, you are. Don't you ever move, Darren, because nah, Alan's having enough trouble. We can't have another <laughs> heartbroken person on the show. All right, take no. care. Thanks for you calling. You got it. Thank you. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I want to tell you about the Anchor, the sister restaurant of Chifuncta. The Anchor is downstairs, so if the weather's bad, you're you're good. You don't have to worry about it. It's completely uh, undercover. They have a a place for the kids. They have the uh, televisions over the bar where you can watch sports. They have uh, the dock where you can pull up your boat. They have the, the beautiful deck chairs out in the sun if it's a sunny day. And they have a great expanded menu. They opened last year. They closed. It's a seasonal place. They opened again this year with a much expanded menu, like a really much expanded menu. They have a lot of great appetizers. Seafood plates, sandwiches, they have a good burger. They're doing everything fresh cut, so fresh cut fries, fresh cut chips. It's a really great place. They have a smoker going all the time. They have barbecue family packs where you can choose your meat and your sides. You can pick it up in the boat for a day out on the water, or you can pick it up and bring it home. Or you can eat right there in-house. That's the Anchor, the sister restaurant of Chifunctas, two excellent restaurants under the, uh, the, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to think, run by Michael Gottlieb, who is the executive chef, cranks out fantastic food, best ingredients, beautiful job with them. 
It is the anchor in Madisonville, right off the bridge. You can see it from the bridge. It's a very big building in the old Friends. The anchor, it's 407 St. Tammany Street to make a reservation. The phone number is 985-323-4800. And we'll be back after these messages. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed. 5569696 is the number. Just a few minutes left in the show. I would still love to have someone weigh in on the coffee house question. If you are a coffee drinker, and I know you are because Americans drink an awful lot of coffee. New Orleanians probably drink more coffee than that. I would like you to compare the coffee houses, both the chains and the independents, because People have habits, as they do for everything, but coffee habits are very well ingrained. And I would like you to tell me why you go to Starbucks versus CC's, or why you go to an independent, like Darren said. What kind of coffee do you drink? Is it the same thing all the time? There is a vast universe in the United States of coffee, kinds of coffee to drink, coffee drinks, pastries with coffee and all kinds of things having to do with the world of coffee. And I know that a lot of people have experience with this and I would like to know because today is the patrons that is the uh, feast day of the patron saint of coffee house uh, patrons. His name is Saint, it's pronounced bro. And uh, it just makes me think about coffee houses because that's not something that I normally think about. And uh, it's, it's not something that I don't want to think about because I find the whole idea of coffee and the dessert factor and the vibe of coffee houses from centuries ago to be quite fascinating. And uh, I just want to know if you hang out in coffee houses, because a lot of people spend a lot of time hanging out in a coffee house. They go as a ritual every day. They spend hours there. And there are people like my friend who drive through and get the coffee. They're not there for the experience. They're there for the coffee. And there's a lot of both of these kinds of people. And I would like to talk to someone who would like to relate their affinity for coffee and be very specific about it. 5569696, I'm looking up the, uh, the name of the person who we're talking about coffee houses with because uh, he is a, a guy from the 12th century and his name is... Dun, 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 dun. Hmm... Saint Drogo, and it's pronounced Dro, the way we spell everything here. 
go and all that sort of thing, E-A-U-X. He was a hermit. He lived in Belgium in the 12th century, and he's the patron saint of coffee house owners, actually. So over the centuries, there have been a number of coffee house owners that have, have, to do, have had to do um, unpleasant things because of some of their patrons in coffee houses, like the revolutionaries, Trotsky, and those kinds of people. Five five six nine six nine six. The deaf dining rule number two ninety four. If a food has a shell that must be removed before it can be eaten, it had better be really delicious. I remember the days when I used to shell pecans. And I love pecans, but I can't remember the last time I did that. And I do remember that occasionally I would get a little sloppy with shelling pecans, and get that that part of the pecan that isn't the shell and isn't the pecan, but is sort of the mold for where the pecan sits, which was a horrible taste. And if you ever got that, I know that you know what I'm talking about, but really, really unpleasant. A word of the day today for uh, the Edible Dictionary is also phosphates. Bubbly drinks made with phosphoric acid, once widely used in soda fountains to add sharpness to the flavor of sodas. They were particularly popular in fruit-flavored drinks such as cherry, orange, and lemon. Even before the soda fountain disappeared from the scene, phosphates went out of style. Some health authorities say it causes problems in absorbing calcium in the body. I want to mention that uh, we are celebrating at WGSO the 75th year of operation, being the community voice of the Crescent City, the only locally owned and operated uh, news talk station. We would love for you to participate in the 75 for 75 campaign, which means if you go to the website, WGSO, which is brand new and beautiful, and see a yellow button there that says donate, we'd like you to click it. And because they are a 501c3 corporation now, you will have a tax deduction for your donation. That is WGSO 75 for 75 campaign. All your donations will go to improving things of the quality of the station. We also have our own platform here called nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. I learned today that you can listen live through nomenu.com. You can listen to the show. If you missed a part of the show, that's also up on podcast on nomenu.com. Also, hundreds of recipes, Tom's Dining Diary, uh, things that are open, uh, new places that have opened, also specials around town, all kinds of things. His 50-year body of work. Please uh, sign up for the newsletter. It comes out twice a week, delivered right to your inbox. Also, at the New Orleans menu, our Instagram. Please follow us there. Tim McNally Join is up. me, BJ Rust, every weekday at 6 p.m. for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana.